Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. So this is part two of 10,000 Whispers, which is part of a multi-episode series on intuition. If you haven't listened to the first part of 10,000 Whispers, I suggest you go back there and listen to that first. I think it will give you a greater context for the rest of the conversation that occurs in this half of the 10,000 Whispers episode. So as we proceed, we'll revisit the idea that the universe is always speaking to you, always communicating to you through intuitive guidance. And it is your intuition that identifies uh, certain aspects of your environment, your situations, your day-to-day experiences as potential intuitive guidance. So it is when something feels distinct, separate, special, significant, that it potentially has intuitive ramifications. So it begs for you to ask the question, what does this mean to me? What does this mean for my life? What is my current question? For instance, I was laying in a hammock one time contemplating, you know, this relationship that I was in, whether or not I should leave, you know, end it. Like it just wasn't, didn't feel completely right. And I wasn't entirely, I guess, on board and making a decision at that moment. And then I remembered that the universe is always speaking to me. And I just kind of scanned my environment. And this was in the middle of summer, green and lush and vividly alive The birds were singing, the wind, the breeze was flowing, and the leaves were moving back and forth. But my awareness, my attention was drawn to a broken uh, branch on the ground. The leaves were dead and brown. And I realized that the universe was telling me right at that moment that the relationship I was in was dead and broken. And it would not be the relationship or could not grow into the relationship that I desired. So that awareness sealed the deal for me, something that I had already been considering, and it was just very affirming that it was the right decision. When I was first considering uh, training in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, uh, there was no internet at the time. There was no way to find, you know, listings. So I bought a Psychology Today in, in the back that classified ads of different trainings. And there were two possibilities for me to take. One was in Los Angeles and the other was in Princeton. And the one in Princeton seemed more attractive to me, even though it was more money. So I called the number and said, I want to enroll in the class and gave them my credit card information. They processed the payment over the phone. Uh, The secretary, the girl I was talking to said, do you want to go talk to the program leader? I said, that's not necessary. She said, are you sure? Do you know anything about us? I said, no, I'll be there. And I hadn't even arranged for the time off yet. And it was going to require me to take off three weeks, three and a half weeks in the summer in the middle of the busiest vacation season uh, where I worked at FedEx. And um, (laughs) I had no idea how I was going to make this happen, but I went and asked for the time off. They said, no, we can't do it. I said, I have this training program that I'm enrolled in and it's a real big deal. And I was told that they just couldn't afford it in the budget because they could only pay for so many people off at a time. And I said, okay. And I turned around and started walking towards the door. And I heard the word in my left eye, my ear, sabbatical. And I turned around and asked, can I take the time off without pay? And the response was like, well, um, oh, uh, maybe. 
You can submit a special request through HR. It'll have to be approved by different layers of management. I said, okay, how do I get started? And as a consequence, I got the time off without pay and was signed off by Fred Smith, CEO of Federal Express. I had to run it all the way up the chain to get it approved, but I was determined I had to be there. And as a consequence, the people I met, the interactions that happened during that time, um, everything just was the perfect place, the perfect storm to launch me in a completely new direction. So that little story just basically points out that, you know, there was a, it was more luminous, more attractive to go in that particular direction. So what other ways can the universe speak to you through? Uh, it can speak to you through books, guide you through different books, like, you know, the 10,000 Whispers. I have a bookshelf. When I have a question, I can stand in front of the bookshelf with the intention that a book will stand out to me, be more luminous, more attractive, and that the answer is contained somewhere in there. And sometimes it's just me asking, is there something that I need to know right now that would make a difference? It could be TV shows. For instance, when I was 28 and I just had this spiritual opening, this mystical experience, and I felt my my spiritual life was blown wide open. And I had gone to bed rather early. And again, I was prompted to get up and I went down and got some water. And I thought, why don't I just turn on the TV? And tonight's show was on with Johnny Carson. And he was interviewing some actress. I don't even know who it was, but she was talking about her spiritual path and how much it meant to her you know, that it was a non-traditional spiritual path. And it was exactly where I was at that moment. And it, it was just affirming and proof that somebody else was going through this. In 1987, I was supposed to go to a party uh, with a friend of mine and his car wouldn't start. And I didn't have enough gas in my car at the moment to go. I wasn't planning on driving. We were going to drink and have fun. So rather than go out and drink and drive, we decided to stay in and have a few cocktails there and turn on the television. And on the television was a TV movie uh, by Shirley MacLaine out on a limb and totally talked about and was oriented around her spiritual unfoldment, her spiritual adventure. And so this was priming my mind for a completely different path, a very non-traditional spiritual path. So this brings into play synchronicity different events that seemingly happen by coincidence, but seem to be also orchestrated by a divine hand. See, I've had enough of these experiences to where this belief that the universe is always conspiring on my behalf is filled with evidence upon evidence upon circumstance. From myself, I have proof that the universe is there. The universe can speak to you through songs, uh, whether or not a song comes on the radio. The first thing, starting the car, what is the song that's on the radio? Because frankly, you could have left it any time. You could have left five minutes earlier, 10 minutes earlier, and not heard that song. Or 10 minutes later, I've had songs playing in my head as I'm waking up. Seemingly, I know word for word, every word, every melody of the song, then I didn't realize that I actually knew it consciously. I've become aware of songs playing in restaurants or in stores over the loudspeakers. And those songs at that particular moment were meaningful. So again, it's whatever is distinct for you in your experience, I would say without a doubt, has intuitive guidance behind it. Now this morning, I awoke at 3.33. When I picked up, when I walked into the bathroom, I have a clock in there and it said 3.33, which to me meant get up. 
And I meditated, had a cup of coffee, and decided to go to the gym. When I arrived at the gym, it was 555, 5.55. I had a great workout, and I decided to go into the gym and shoot some baskets and uh, the, the gymnasium, basketball courts. And as I'm in there, uh, a ball, the ball bounces off the rim. And as I'm going to get it, I look up, and there's this phenomenal sunrise with the lights, you know, the rays of the sun streaming through these dark rain clouds. And I snapped a picture of it, just marveling at the sun waking up and in complete gratitude for the day. I actually put that picture, I snapped that picture and put it in our Facebook group. So you can see it there. Now, I normally shower at the gym, sit in the hot tub for a little bit, and then I go in the shower. And as I got to my locker, I decided eh, I need to go home. For some reason, I thought my wife, Kimberly, would need me. So without showering, I gathered everything up and I made my, my way to the car. And as I'm driving home, my wife calls me and she asked, where are you? And I told her where I was. And she says, well, I need you to pick something up from the store. I said, well, I'm driving right in front of it right now. She was cooking something for breakfast, needed an ingredient. I was able to zip in, get it, be home. Done deal. I think I had that experience just so I could talk about it here on the podcast. And in full disclosure, uh, I still haven't showered yet. Now, I mentioned uh, triple numbers, repeating numbers, 555-333-1111-111. Now, in some circles, these are considered angel numbers with angelic messages. And you can go and search on the internet and read the description for what, for whichever number is coming up for you on a regular basis and see if the description resonates for you, resonates with whatever question is currently on your mind. Personally, I never look up the meanings anymore. Uh, I just take a note of it. I take a note of when they show up as confirmation that I'm plugged in and connected with source, connected with universal intelligence. Now, it's important to note that these numbers just did not appear. They happen twice a day, every day. Now, you may also see them on license plates. They may be on, you know, price points in different places. You may see them on posters and billboards. But if your attention is drawn to the number, your awareness is aware of that pattern, then it bears a deeper question. And you can ask, what does this mean for me? Now, a friend of mine, Sophie, she sees the number 44 or 444, and that signals for her something intuitive or synchronistic is about to happen. So when she sees the number, she has a heightened awareness about what's about to come up. So it's important to realize that intuition or intuitive awareness is a very personal experience by and large. So if you're noticing certain patterns on a regular basis, ask yourself the question, what does this mean to me? What does this mean for me? For me personally, the number 555, five in general, 555, 5555, these have become price points for some of my programs, some of my offerings, because it to me it feels if it's in alignment with my mission. Now, if I was to go to some guide, 555 means something completely different than that. So in the end, it's important that you Trust and go according to your own inner authority, your own inner signals. What feels appropriate for you? What resonates for you? What feels right for you? Another way universal intelligence will communicate with you is with animals. 
spirit animals, totem animals. And you might ask, why animals? Because largely, they don't have a lot going on. They don't have a full agenda. So they're kind of flexible in how they'll show up. So they are the perfect messenger for the universe, for God got us all that is to communicate, to bring something into your awareness or to affirm something. Many times I'll see a hawk. Now, hawk's very significant for me, but whenever I see a hawk, I consider, what's my current question? What am I currently thinking right this moment? It's always affirming, always validates what I'm currently thinking about, whether it's a project to go ahead with or a communication to initiate. So that's how hawks show up for me. Now, raptors in all shapes and forms uh, are significant to me, and I've always had a special affinity to for an eagle. And I can remember uh, having a special interaction with a, a bald eagle flying over a river near I w- where I was in Michigan, and me wondering the next day, was it just me? Like, am I? Is it my ego that's attached to the eagle because it's such a beautiful symbolic? animal to have to be aligned with. You know, I was thinking like, is it my ego? Like, I want a sign that the eagle is my spirit animal, my totem animal within the next 24 hours. And I was thinking about this when I was laying in bed as I got up on a Saturday morning. And there in the living room, the kids were watching the TV. And as I walked into the room, one of the boys changed the TV station in the cartoon that was there was about an ill eagle. And I stopped for a moment and asked, what are you watching? And they said, well, not this. We just were changing the station. And they proceeded onto the channel that they wanted to watch. But it was that intersection in time when I realized that message was for me. Now, you might be saying that I interact with nature all the time. I see animals all the time. Does that mean that they're all spirit messengers for me? And again, no, not necessarily. Is the experience distinct, separate, special? Does it feel special? Does it feel significant for you? It's also significant if you see an animal that is present or operating in its non-native habitat. For instance, I was in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois, uh, a suburb of Chicago, and I got off the highway. And as I came to the stop sign, I looked over to my right and there was a buck standing right there looking at me in the window. And then again, I was in Dallas, Texas. I live in Fort Worth, Texas. But I was at the Sheraton Hotel, standing, looking out, waiting for some people to arrive. I was meeting them. And I'm standing in the lobby, looking out on the, the, um, what do you call it, like the carport where people pull up and unload their luggage. And I see this roadrunner walk up the drive and walk right up in front of me. And I, and I look around to see, like, is anyone else noticing this? And people are unpacking their bags and moving in and out of the hotel. Nobody saw this roadrunner. And it was no more than five feet away from me. And this was in a very commercialized, industrialized section of, uh, of Dallas. And the roadrunner walked in front of me, walked over and popped through the bushes, and then jumped up from limb to limb into this small tree. So I couldn't wait to get home and look it up in my book, uh, Animal Speak by Ted Andrews, which I consider to be the definitive guide on totem animals. Now, Ted's no longer on the planet, but he was a phenomenal teacher. I think I'll have to do a special uh, episode just on spirit animals, spirit guides. I have so many stories. So there's many, many channels by which the universe can communicate with you, 
connect with you. But what is really interesting is once you accept the idea that the universe is always in communication with you, always talking from these different channels, these different media or mediums, that you'll be able to tune in, decipher, interpret significant events that happen to you every day in a multitude of ways. Each and every day, the universe whispers in your ear 10,000 times. And one of my quotes and statements that I often use in my workshops is that when you can listen to intuition, intuitive guidance, when it's a whisper, your life will unfold like magic. So what happens when you don't listen to it when it's a whisper? Well, through conditioning in growing up, in being socialized, in culture, or existing in tribal uh, situations, a lot of times you can't follow your intuition because it means going against the norm. It means going against what is considered rational. So if you ignore your guidance and go ahead anyways, typically you'll encounter struggle. Typically you'll encounter uh, conflict. And it's been my experience that people, myself included, experience a series of escalating events, escalating signals and signs that you don't pay attention to until it gets to a point where it's so bad or so momentous that you cannot not pay attention to it. You have to make a decision. You have to move forward. You either have to leave or you have to begin. I liken these series of escalating events to the universe kind of slapping you up a little bit and saying, are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? And it always ends up to where it gets to a point where you cannot not pay attention to it. It's like the straw that breaks the camel's back and you must leave. You cannot do this anymore. This behavior cannot continue. And you look back and you can remember when it was just a whisper. Say something to yourself like, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew it was going to turn out this way. So I ask you, how many of those escalating events have you been a party to? But I think it's important to note that if you miss it when it's a whisper, don't worry. The universe has your back. It would immediately conspire and say, recalculating route. And there will be a whole series of events created Uh, interactions, synchronicities, meeting people, uh, losing people in order to bring you to the next level of awareness. And if you miss that one, they conspire again and create a a whole new series of events to lay out before you. So this brings us to the whole concept or discussion around free will versus destiny. Because it seems like you know this intuitive guidance is kind of in alignment with the fate side of it, destiny. I believe that it's the paradox that both exist. Paradox meaning two opposites exist at the same time. You have free choice and you have destiny. Now, I do believe that uh, we incarnate our, our soul, our essence, steps into this physical experience with the intention to experience a particular theme or a particular lesson in order to move to a new level. But the speed at which you go through that lesson or come to terms with that theme, is up to you. So you may be born into a particular family dynamic, particular situation, uh, birth defects, or even, you know, athletic ability, or, you know, gifted. All designed for you to come out of it to declare who you're going to be 
for the world, sometimes in response to or in aversion to of what you went through when you were growing up. And that's a completely different podcast or a completely different conversation. But in the context that we create our reality, as soon as we choose an intention, as soon as we move towards an outcome, the universe conspires in order to make that happen. So the paradox is you have free choice and how you create your life in every intention, every goal, every belief, conscious and unconscious belief, the universe will conspire on your behalf in order to make that happen until you make a different choice. Make a different choice and then the universe conspires again, scrambles in order to create different meetings and different synchronicities. A whole series of events are planned out in order for you to achieve that outcome. And your intuition by listening to the, the urgings and the guidings, will lead you towards that outcome faster when you listen to it as a whisper. So the more in touch, the more in rapport you are with your intuitive guidance, your other-than-conscious mind, the greater your ability to manifest the life you want more quickly, more easily than seems otherwise. And we'll definitely dive deeper into the whole aspect of manifestation, creating your reality in a future series of episodes. Now, one channel of information that I have not talked about and will not dive deep into in this particular episode is that of dreams, prophetic dreams, processing dreams, intuitive dreams. It really deserves its in, the whole topic really deserves its own episode. So we can dive really deep into that. So I, so we did cover a lot in this episode, the 10,000 Whispers. And if this is the first episode of the Align Self podcast that you've listened to, I suggest you go at least back to episode two and begin listening to uh, using your intuition to guide your life. And again, if you're not yet a member of our Facebook group, the Align Self Podcast Listeners Facebook group, uh, by all means, you're invited to join. And there we can continue this conversation around intuition. And you can give me any suggestions, any questions that you have that I haven't already touched upon. And we would love to have you as part of our tribe. This is Daniel Danovi suggesting that you follow your bliss and live the epic life. <laughs>